0: everybody, welcome back to Vertical Vision. I'm glad you could join me today. The topic that I want to address is how our focus impacts fear and anxiety in our lives. When we focus on the negative, when we focus on the problems and the stressors and the trials and the hardships that are going on, it's really easy to become fearful, discouraged, despondent, and anxious. But when we focus on the Lord, those fears and anxieties can dissipate. Now, I'm not saying that we don't address and acknowledge those stressors and challenges and problems. But we focus on Jesus because he's the one that can handle them. And when we put our hope in him and our focus on him, those problems are dealt with a lot more easily. So I want to give you a couple of examples and then show you how Paul uh, gives us some guidelines to help us in our focus and dealing with anxiety and fear. Um, in the book of Numbers chapter 13, there's that passage which most of us are very familiar with when Moses sends in 12 spies to the promised land to check everything out. And when they come out of the promised land after 40 days of spying it out, these 12 people have very different perspectives, very different mindsets about being able to go in and take the land that God gave them. Now, think about this you have these 12 men, they have the exact same experiences and the exact same background. They all were slaves in Egypt. They were all delivered by the powerful and miraculous hand of God. They all walked through the Red Sea on dry ground as God split the sea. They watched God destroy the Egyptian army. They watched God provide for them and guide them. And different miracles and signs and wonders that accompanied their journey through the wilderness. They also all went into the same promised land. They saw the same cities, the same people, the same challenges, the same obstacles. So when they came back out to give the report to the people of Israel, you had 10 of them who focused on the challenges. They came back and said, you know, this is a really great land. It's it's beautiful, it's fruitful, but the cities are gigantic. The cities are heavily fortified. There are a lot more people and bigger armies than what we have. And there are giants in the land and they make us look like grasshoppers. So this just is not going to work. And so they came back fearful. They came back anxious. And their report caused the people of Israel to become afraid and anxious as well. And then you have Joshua and Caleb. They come back and they acknowledge the challenges, but they said, we can do this. And they're actually excited and anticipating what God wants to do uh, with them and, and give them this new life in the promised land. So their mindset is, yeah, this is a big, big challenge, but we can do this because they had their focus on God, not the challenges. And it's interesting to note that out of that entire generation of people, about 600,000 men, only Joshua and Caleb went into the promised land. Only Joshua and Caleb got to enjoy the blessings that God had provided for everybody and that's because Joshua and Caleb focused on the Lord trusted the Lord and held to the Lord now in the New Testament there's another example that we have in Peter in the book of Matthew again this is a really familiar uh, passage where the disciples are out on the Sea of Galilee And a storm is raging, and they are freaking out, thinking that they're going to die. And along comes Jesus walking on the water. And that causes them to freak out even more. So Peter's, you know, saying to Jesus, if it's you, call me out on the water. Let me come walk out to you on the water. And Jesus had declared to them, hey, it's, it's me. So that's why, you know, Peter said, you know, if it is you, command me to come out to you. And imagine Peter having the the courage to step out of that boat in the midst of the storm. But he did. And his feet planted on the waves and he began to walk to Jesus. But what we're told is that as he was walking, he took his eyes off of Jesus and began to look at the waves and the wind and the storm. And he became fearful and he started to panic and he began to sink. And that is such a great illustration of how our lives can be. We're in the storms of life. And if we're looking at Jesus, we can walk through the storm. We can do it with his help. But as soon as we get our eyes off of the Lord and onto the storms, we begin to sink. We sink emotionally. We sink spiritually. Uh, We can even sink physically as stress just, just hammers our bodies. So again, it all comes back to our focus. So in the book of Philippians chapter four, Paul addresses our focus. And remember, when Paul is writing this, Paul is in prison, okay? He is not at a fancy hotel on the beach and just living it up. He's a prisoner. And it's with that background that he's writing to the saints that are in Philippi. The first thing that he says is in verse 4 of chapter 4, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice. Rejoice. So to rejoice is to have joy or to be glad, and it's not based upon circumstances. It's based upon, in this case, our focus in Jesus Christ. Rejoice in the Lord, always, at all times. And then he reiterates it again, I say rejoice, what do we have to be joyful about in Christ? What do we have to be glad about in Christ? That's a huge list. In Christ, our sins are forgiven. In Christ, we are adopted sons and daughters of the Most High God. In Christ, we are priests. In Christ, We are God's precious possession. In Christ, we are going to be with the Lord forever in eternity. With Christ, we have hope, we have life, we have peace, we have strength. And the list goes on. So we rejoice in the Lord. It's Him that we focus on. And we find those things that we have reason to be glad about in Him. And then in verse five, Paul goes on to say, Let your reasonableness reasonableness, be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. That word for reasonableness is also gentleness. And it's, it's a peaceableness, a calmness. And that's what happens when we're calm inside because our focus is on the Lord. We can be calm in our actions and our disposition which is something that the world does not get to see very often the world sees anxiety the world sees stress the world sees contention the world sees strife but to see a gentle a gentle peaceable rest and calm in the heart and the life of a person is is something that's dramatically different from the norm and so We're supposed to let our inward condition of peace and strength be visible to the people around us. Then in verse 6, a familiar passage. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So again, it's pointing us back to Jesus. And when Paul says, do not be anxious about anything, the way this is in the Greek is telling them, stop being anxious. They're already doing it. So he says, don't do this anymore. But in everything... By prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Prayer is just communication with God. That's all it is. It's talking to him and listening to him. And supplication is making requests, asking for things on our own behalf or the behalf of others from God. And add to this the thanksgiving. And this is so important. When we begin to thank God for who he is, what he has done, what he is doing, and what he will do, our focus radically changes. We begin to see the goodness of God, the faithfulness of God, the compassion of God, and the strength of God. And so when we begin to thank him for things, And we see and we remember his presence and his power and provision in our lives. It's uplifting. It's encouraging. And it strengthens our hearts. And so that's a critical reason why we need to be thankful to the Lord. But we also need to thank the Lord because he just flat out deserves it. He is worthy of our gratitude and our thanks. So... When we want to get our perspective right with the Lord and on the Lord, we want to rejoice in Him, focus on Him and the things He's done. We want to put our burdens and our struggles and the issues of life before Him in prayer and thank Him for all the things He's done and His faithfulness. And then it says there in verse seven, the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And that's that's incredible. So when we get our focus on the Lord, God's peace will protect our hearts and protect our minds. And we will not be so easily buffeted by fear and anxiety. And then he wraps up with this. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things And the God of peace will be with you. There are so many things that bombard our eyes and ears and minds and hearts. You know, back in the day when all you had was radio, a few TV channels, and uh, a newspaper or magazine, the information that came in as far as news and, and any kind of uh, stimulation and all of that was, was pretty restricted. But today we live in a time where you have 24-7 news on cable and radio and internet and there, there's just this constant flow of, of news. And a lot of it is really disheartening and very, very grievous. And so we get bombarded with that. And then the media is full of all sorts of junk. It's so hard to find things in movies and in music and entertainment that is uplifting and wholesome and good that causes you to walk away uh, with with a sense of, of... They're being good and hope in life. There's a lot of stuff that's just really depressing, violent, evil, discouraging. And when we take in that stuff, and I'm not saying movies are bad and music is bad and not to watch the news or anything like that, but there's an old computer adage, garbage in, garbage out. So the more negative stuff that we take in the greater impact that is going to have on our lives. The more fear, the more anxiety, the more stress, the more worry will be fostered because of that kind of stuff. Whereas the good, the noble, the pure, the lovely, the commendable, when that is what is the majority of what's coming into our, our lives, our minds, our eyes, our ears, It strengthens us. It builds us up. And then Paul wraps it up with, hey, guys, just remember me. Look at my example. And if you do, the peace of God will be with you. He wasn't just giving philosophy or a nice little feel-good message. He was speaking from his heart, knowing what it was like to suffer and go through hardship But his focus was always on Christ. And if we do that, like Paul, like Caleb, like Joshua, we will be able to have encouragement, peace, and strength in the midst of the storms. So keep your focus on Jesus. God bless you.